Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Hey, it's Amy Newmark, and this week we're featuring stories from three of our 2019 best-selling books about dogs, cats, and angels. Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with a little Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration for you. And today I want to share a couple of stories about how your dog can be the key to a better social life. This is one of the many themes in our best-selling book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Life Lessons from the Dog. You know, we always think that we rescued the dogs, but in fact, they usually rescue us because they serve as role models for making us the best humans we can be. So Evan Purcell told us about how one dog transformed his social life. He had only recently moved to Bhutan to teach English, and he was lonely. He also missed the dog that he and his roommates had adopted at his last assignment in Tanzania. Now, dogs were not viewed as pets in Bhutan, so they just roamed the streets on their own, looking for food and companionship. Most people shooed them away. But Evan, being American, had grown up viewing dogs differently, so he befriended a stray dog that hung out at his school. He was a cute little mutt and friendly. No other humans wanted him around, so he became Evan's little friend, and he would sit in the classroom during lectures and then hang around after school closed, too. Evan thought of him as his dog, even though he never took him home. Over time, the dog became a regular part of Evan's day. He would pop in and out during the day, and Evan would feed him some scraps of food. He was really Evan's only friend, because the other teachers were older than Evan and they had families. So he had no one to socialize with when he wasn't working. He would just work late with the dog by his side. And then one night, when Evan was once again working way too late at school, the dog decided it was time to change Evan's routine. He trotted in, and he started nudging Evan's leg with his head, and then he barked, which he had never done before. Evan closed his laptop, and he obediently followed the dog outside, and that dog led him right into town, which was the opposite direction from Evan's home. The dog seemed so confident that Evan just followed him. He led Evan to a bar that was filled with people laughing and drinking and having a good time. Evan was too shy to go inside, but the dog did, and he seemed to be welcomed there. And Evan says, that's when I realized that this dog had a lot to teach me. He wasn't shy or self-conscious. Despite his mangy appearance, he simply walked into situations. Sometimes he was shooed away, but sometimes he'd make a friend. Like me. I wanted to be more like him. So without second-guessing myself, I followed him into the bar, and that was where I met my first group of friends. I've lived in Bhutan for about 18 months now, 
and my friend group keeps growing. All I needed was a mangy little dog to nudge me in the right direction. I love that story with that little mangy mutt changing everything for a lonely foreign teacher. And Susan Karras also shared a story in the book about how she came out of her shell due to her dog. Susan was a widow, and she hadn't adapted to it at all. She wasn't sleeping well, and she was in a prolonged state of mourning. She'd brought home a little teacup Maltese to keep her company, but he didn't seem to want to just sit in her lap and watch TV or lie in her bed at night. He would wriggle away, and he would go to his own bed. The dog also wouldn't learn any behaviors like stay or down. The only thing he learned was how to use one of those inside wee-wee pads. And that just meant that Susan didn't have to take him out for walks. Of course, that was really counterproductive because it just let Susan continue to avoid people. And then Susan realized that the dog was moping around just like she was. He wouldn't even fetch a toy or show any interest in one that was thrown in his direction. He just lay there. It seemed like Susan was creating another antisocial being. So one day, she decided this wasn't fair to the dog and she would take him outside. But he fled when he saw the leash. She finally grabbed him and carried him outside. But when they had just gotten a little way down the block, he wiggled out of her arms, landed on his feet, and ran back home. Here Susan was finally willing to go outside, but this little antisocial dog she had created wanted nothing to do with it. They got back to the house, and just then the phone rang, and it was one of Susan's friends. She wanted Susan to come for lunch, but Susan said no out of habit. Then she stopped, and she thought about how she was acting. She was just like the dog, who didn't know that going out would be good for him. If going out would be good for him, it would be good for her, too. She realized they had both become recluses, and it was time to stop. She called her friend right back and accepted the lunch invitation, and then she asked if she could bring the dog along to her friend's house. As they drove over there together, Susan knew that she was on the road to a long overdue healing, and she was taking that sad little antisocial dog with her. I'm Amy Newmark, and I want to thank you for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. Let your friends and family know about it. And if you have family members who are new to podcasts, show them how to get the podcast on their phones or computers. If you'd like to learn more about Chicken Soup for the Soul, Life Lessons from the Dog, go to our website, chickensoup.com, and click on the podcast button. You'll see the book there. You can check out the front cover and the back cover and read more about it. And you can pick up a copy of the book wherever books are sold, including Walmart, Target, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, your local independent bookstore, and Amazon. Come back next time to hear some more wisdom in the form of two stories about wise words that came from very unexpected sources. They're in our latest book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Angels All Around. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. 
Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.